Scatting. That's fun. That's a lost art. I'm learning to yodel, Chris, because I live in the country now. Are you really? No, I'm not. Are you wearing Amundsen, uh, pan- Amundsen slacks? Those feel like good yodeling slacks. <laughs> they look like yodeling slacks. Yo, it's, this, so for our listeners that aren't on the inside, um, an old <laughs> friend are. of mine who's in like deep in the fashion game just out of nowhere sent me th- this link to these pants. Uh, they're like Amundsen. It's like Amundsen sportswear. It looks like a very like Norwegian Euro trash yeah. outerwear company. Oh, for sure. Lots of culottes, mm-hmm. teched out culottes. Just mm-hmm. it's and it's wild. Like there's buckles where there shouldn't be. Yeah, streamlined cargo shorts, fjord cords, <laughs> fjord cords. <laughs> Don't name it's them. horrible clothes. I love the name fjord cords. Fjord cords are pretty great. Uh. Yeah, I could never wear these clothes. So I w- you will never see me rocking any Amundsen brand mm. clothing. Mm. I mean, well, I, would no. wear the, I would wear them before Crocs. Let's just put it that way. Ooh. Also, can we just put this Crocs thing to bed? Uh, no. Uh, d- People won't let it. Stop threatening to send Cro- me Crocs. I will. Crocs are a thing. They can be a thing. I don't care. You either, you're either in or you're out, Chris, I'm not doing it. You don't want to be out. No, I'm out, but like, the Crocs, the Crocs. Everyone, everyone keeps being like, I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> I fucking promise you, you won't take the time to send me anything. But second of all, like, I don't want, like, it's a dumb thing. Like, ha ha, I sent you something you didn't want. <laughs> what about, do you, did you see the one, the Croc slides though? Dude, yeah, on your fucking, on. on your like 13 year old gamer site that you sent me. Yeah, I saw it. I saw the link. I also learned that Mario World's not going to open up in 2022. Uh, so that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. That's where did, heartbreaking. Where, where, where do you get your news sources from? Nickelodeon? Like, <laughs> it was like the most stupid source I've ever seen. I the, just, it literally popped up on my phone. Back in time for school. In, like, on the, like, on the, on the Twitter timeline, it just, I was like, oh mm-hmm. God, these fucking phones. Cause they're listening in. So all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's give them stories about Crocs. Yeah. This guy likes Crocs. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, well, whatever. Chris, can I tell you a little secret? Sure. I'm wearing them right now. I, dude, whatever. I, I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a fucking toothpaste, toothbrush stuck in my penis hole. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Kinsey. Mm. I read about that once. Yeah. Seems painful. I never uh, watched the movie. Isn't that the... It was a movie. you talking about? The sex guy? Yeah. Yeah. Kinsey. I read Kinsey? Kinsey, yeah. That's right. I, don't, I can't yeah. remember. Jeff Pullman made it play him. I don't remember. Maybe, yeah, no, I don't remember who. Or Vigo Mortensen. No, no. Who's the one that was like, Tukente, Taken 2. <laughs> what? Who is Taken 2? Uh, you know, Taken 2. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's Liam Neeson's. That's who does it. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Taken 2 should be called Tukente. <laughs> Tukente at this one. Take two. Take it two. Take two, take it. Take take two. Take and two, take two. <laughs> take and take two. <laughs> you got it. 
That was good. Um, <sighs> yeah, he's in it. I I didn't see the movie either, but I read a a, a book about him. Oh. Yeah, like a biography it, or well, it was like a it was like a biographical fiction. Yeah, like it took it was his it was essentially the story was from the perspective of his assistant. Um, it was like liter- It was erotic literature. Um, it 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 wasn't. It was more hipster literature, but it got in that world. Like it got in that. Like Kinsey wanted this guy to fuck his wife, and then there's I the part that really sticks out in my head is this whole idea of sticking a toothbrush in your penis hole like it just that's a weird it, it, i can't get it uh, now you can't it's just i i think about it way too frequently like i yeah. can almost feel that electric current <laughs> going into my penis yeah. if i did it like i, I, I don't think your hole's big enough to do that is I it like it is oh it ugh, is ugh. and i bet if you googled toothbrush in your penis hole a thousand things would come up Nah, i don't think i'm gonna do that one no way it's something you can't unsee. Yeah. I can't unsee it in my mind's eye. No, no. The book was really good. I don't remember what it was called, though, because mm. it, it was 20 years ago. But anyway. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Chris, what I wanted to talk to you about this morning, before we jump into the world of sports, mm-hmm. are, are scooters, the Crocs of vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we can keep this theme wrapping around itself. The cr- So... I know this happened already in you New mean, York. You mean like scooters, like the like the, the people like stand on them and push them like The scooters? people that stand on them, but the they're razors? electric and they don't even have to push them. Like the razors yeah. are one thing. They're their own douchey. They're, wor- horrible, they're bad. They're bad. But these but, are worse. But I see my future and my future has a razor in it because no. I have a young child. I know I'm not going to ride one. Like I'm a grown man. But like I oh oh you kid the kids I get kids always they just get into them it's gonna happen yeah, like I I can, I I hate them but it's fine adults that ride them when I adults that really ride them can go them. fuck themselves like there's like right. the business guys in New York that are cruising through town and their razors yeah. like right go fuck yourself or but, the ones that are do the parents that are doing it with like their teenage kids or something and I'm like cut just fucking walk yeah why can't people walk anymore I know I don't know why why Jesus. can't why can't we walk in well this is really a this is a fist shaking thing and I want your opinion. So they've introduced, because Pittsburgh's two years behind every other city, they've just recently introduced the electric scooter into like the rentable, drop it in the middle of the sidewalk, go uh, fuck yourself. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think they were in New York for a heartbeat, but then like people kept dying on them, so then they got rid of them or something. I don't know. I know that they've, they, they, they started in LA, now they're everywhere, right? Right. The company's yep. called Spin, and basically it's a, you Stupid just... Name. You, it's meant for fourteen-year-olds to rent and ride around in the streets like assholes, and it, and and then and everybody like it's just crazy because Pittsburgh is already a city that has the worst drivers on earth, hands down. <laughs> Zero consideration for bicyclists. So then add this element of these scooters where any person of any age can ride and weave their way in and out of traffic. Now I realize I'm sounding a lot like Andy Rooney. But I hate them. I hate scooters to begin with, but I hate grown-ups on scooters and grown-ups on scooters that ride in the street because what I learned is that they're in, you're not supposed to ride on the sidewalk on them. You're supposed to ride in the street, preferably the bike lane, which pisses me off to no end. So you've got people on the street and these things that go eight miles an hour max, like just looking around like idiots. And they drive me, fuck, there's no redeemable quality about these scooters they don't get you anywhere particularly fast 
Nope. You can't really like it's always flocks of douchebags writing them or like embarrassed people on dates. It's <laughs> it's they they you can leave them wherever. I don't understand how that works. Like there's no recourse for where you leave drop them off. They just And there's no like docking station too, right? It's just like there throw are, them on the ground. There are, but they're not they're just like suggested, I guess. I think you get like a dollar back if you actually go to a docking station. I've only ever seen one. Um or there's not enough of them to actually like make it convenient for people to use, right? Like then they just the stations themselves. I like just can't imagine just... that someone could use it like regularly for commuting. Also, Pittsburgh is a city of hills, so they're just in downtown in the north right. side. Like you can't go right. up any hill. Right. So I'm like, I, of course, my brain goes immediately to like, how do I ruin this? Mm. Like, how do I ruin? How do I get rid of this? Because eventually, someone's just going to get run over, and that's what will end it. Like, it's yeah. bound to happen. Yeah. Someone's going to get their fucking melon spilled open on the middle of Forbes Ave, and that'll be a wrap. But yeah. I want to the get there works. first. I want to get there first. And so I've been thinking about how I was like, oh, I could just like randomly like I just buy a bunch of locks and just lock them to shit. <laughs> you know, like a bunch of cheap like dollar locks and some chain and just lock them to random shit all over town. <laughs> It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. So I can't do that. You can't pop their tires. I don't really want to vandalize them because then I'm going to get in trouble and I'll have to yeah, pay. Yeah, right. No side swiping. Right. So I, I think I came up with the ultimate solution. Ooh, okay. Let me know if what you think about this. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I, I'm always happy because you put, you put time and effort into these thoughts. Yeah, you're not yeah. just sort of off the cuff. Like you've been thinking about this for a couple of days. I could tell already. Oh, weeks, weeks, weeks. Okay. Yeah. And today, today was the day I came up with the solution. Now I want to let me know if there's holes to the solution. Okay. So if you go to like prank store sites, <laughs> okay. they have this stuff called bullshit spray that smells like poop. Like it's a spray mm. on poop smell. Like an yep. aerosol poop smell. It's very pungent. So my thought was <laughs> don't let me get if you're already ahead of me. <laughs> just wait for it. I will start spraying poop spray on the on the handlebars <laughs> of all these scooters. I just walk by, psh, psh, and then when you ride it, your hands will smell like poop. And eventually, people will be like, "These scooters always make my hands smell like poop. I don't want to ride them." And the people that work at Spin, they're not going to want to clean. Like you got to clean them all the time. So my plan is just to spray like as I see them all the time, just. Spray their hand, their handlebars, and then it's not less effort. I don't have to chain anything. I just walk around with a stinky spray in my pocket and just yep. psh, psh, on the like as as I see them. <laughs> and that word will get around, and no one will rent them because they'll be like, "These things make your hands smell like shit." <laughs> what do you think? You know, I I don't hate it. <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah. I like the idea. I, I'm As I'm saying like, it, I'm realizing like I will look like a lunatic. But anyway, Yeah, you're going to look like a lunatic. You're always going to be walking. Like, are you just going to walk around the city all day long like spraying these things? Or are you just going to spray them as you come across them? Spray them as, as I come across them. I'm not going okay. out of my way for this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, I wanted to make sure you weren't going to kind of go down this like. It would, it, would, it would happen, though. It would happen. I would become obsessive right. about it. Yeah, I you're do right. feel like it's sort of a uh, potential um, uh, sort of losing battle in a sense, because how many are you able to be going to be affect and for how long? 
where it's only like a small dedicate. percentage of the actual scooters that you're actually spraying where it's not like there's only like maybe you affect those few 1% of everybody doing this so it's not really going to crush the industry but it's you know the, what i mean yeah i think it could i mean it could but i think you'd really have to put the, like you would need an army of people of friends a team you could all gather and That's like true. hand out sprays and then like listen we're just going to every time we come across one in the city spray it I mean, you need to, you need sort of numbers to sort of a consortium. Really the, I need a consortium of equal, of, yeah, of, like-minded people of uh, poop sprayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. And then there'll be like a news. But then somebody's oh. gonna spill. Someone yeah, I know. when you That's add people to the mix, then somebody caves. Someone's I know. Always, someone's there's spouse. Always a link. Yeah. Yep. Someone. Yep. Someone feels a little heat. Yeah. And they just they just yep. rat. They're, they get worried because all of a sudden they see someone seeing them. Yeah. And then they yep. just panic. Yeah, it would have to be like real gung ho motherfuckers. But I think that the I think yeah. the sell is we're doing this for the safety of the people. Yes, I agree. I think it's a I think it's a noble cause. Thank you. I hate those fucking scooters, especially the motorized ones. I hate it, anything motorized that was never intended to be motorized in the first place. I don't understand how you don't have to have a license to ride anything with a motor, like a scooter, any of it. Like you just can do it. It's crazy. It's the weirdest loophole and i know yeah, i sound well like, i mean like a, but a bicycle and an e-bike those kinds of things i don't do you need a i don't no. think you need a license for that you just need common sense i don't know man the scooters which, which a lot of people I, don't have i don't sense. think i would feel confident riding one of those scooters and like i can skateboard like i i'm not good but like i could yeah i i just feel like i would be a mess on those and i and the only time to ride one is drunk like there's no reason to ride one sober. <laughs> well, that's the that's the key there. Even right? drunk, I, I I just don't feel the need to ride one. I'd rather just walk 500 yards. Then also you're lugging a scooter. <laughs> it, you just, the people that aren't renting to have their own stuff like that. I, I don't would care. walk 500 <laughs> yards, and I would walk 500, 500 more. more. <laughs> You know what's funny about that song? Mm. There's that line, when I heave off, <laughs> well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's heavering the ye. <laughs> what's a heavering? I don't know. A heathen? A heathen. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Scottish. You understand? Do you know any Scottish people? Mm, no, not true Scottish, I don't think. I have to ask around. I know yeah. two, but they're like the yeah. grumpiest people I know. I know she. Uh, one friend, she's she's Irish. I mean, she's uh, oh yeah, that's Irish. They're the same. They and tell Not Irish, really though. Tell Irish people are. that. Tell, definitely walk up to an Irish person and be like, "You're Scottish, right?" Like they love it. <laughs> they love it. And vice versa. Definitely, they're the same. Exactly. The totally same. the same. Yeah, same culture, same country. They're all the same. Yeah, it's all the exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're all an island. Chinese, Japanese, Australian, English. That's all. I mean, whatever. Yeah, Canadian, American. Yeah. they're the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> USA. Yeah, USA. <laughs> Chris, this is an interesting segue into something I wanted to talk about. Ooh. It worked itself out. Look at that. So the Olympics, are they done? They're just about done, right? They're done. They're done. Closing ceremonies was Sunday, last they, Sunday. They were done. So I've been noticing, like, this was all sort of brought on a little bit by the Draymond Green, Kevin Durant video. Did you see that? Uh, post their post their gold of, medal. So there's like a it's it's typical Kevin Durant just doing something <laughs> stupid that he shouldn't. And they're basically like, 
fuck you, Kendrick Perkins. Fuck the haters. We got gold. Bop, 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 bop. Like, go fuck yourself. We did what we had to do. We came here. We delivered. Yeah. Um, and then they went to the press conference. Kevin, Kevin Durant, who was great. Draymond Green scored zero points. Be it as it may, this is not... This is like... I feel like this is what the sentiment is in general. Like, there's no, like, we did it, America, gold medal, team playing, anything yep. like that. And so I, I found myself rooting against the United States basketball team. I don't know if you did. Nope. You didn't? You rooted nope. for them? because I'm proud to be an American, Chris. See, I'm on the other side of that. I feel like this Olympics, I've felt a lot less patriotic. I'm not... I don't care about Carrie Struggs and <laughs> Michael Phelps, and <laughs> Mark Spitz, <laughs> Craig Lucado, Kendall Jenner. <laughs> like I don't care. Like I don't care. Like the the only person I cared about was uh, Simone Biles. That's isn't it her name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was the only one I really cared about because I felt like that was a, an interesting story and worthwhile. I yep. I the women losing in soccer. I was kind of like good. Like I don't. I I. I don't feel that same sort of pride. The, the, the story that interested me the most in the Olympics were these high jumpers, one from Italy, yeah. one from, like, I think Dubai? Qatar? Qatar. Dubai. Yeah, something. Uh, Bahrain or something? See, I was at Bahrain. Let's call it Bahrain. Like, they yeah. just decided to share the gold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there we go. That's something, that was incredible. That's something an American athlete could never do. And that was the decision by the Bahrain guy. Like, he basically was like, all right, Italian guy, I know you're not going to jump as high as me. If we can share this, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. And the he Italian did guy it. was so stoked. And the Italian guy was thrilled. Like, it was incredible. Oh. And it was, like, truly a beautiful moment. And, it, like, if you watch it, it's, like, cool because the guy's like, all right, fuck. And when he says, like, all right, we can share it, like, the other dude just, like, loses his shit. And it's beautiful. It was beautiful. The American could never do that. It's, like, it, there's this Actually, sense of, like, so us, like, like, me against america like is this like a trump residual like i yes. not i feel like people are like anti-american a little bit because because of how divided we are about what this country means and what patriotism means and like how we sort of like stomp on other countries i don't i just don't like i found i was getting frustrated that i couldn't find any other countries on tv other than america like i just and I maybe it's just a me thing, but I I really wasn't interested in the Olympics on a level, and it was and that Draymond Green Kevin Durant video was really like embodied exact like it sort of justified my feeling. I so I I, I agree with you with the, with the overall sort of point is that yes I think I think this Olympics for this country was hugely divided because of what's with what. Everything that's been transpired in the last five years or whatever it has been now because of Trump and, and the separation and the politics and, and dividing this country. Um, it means something different to drape yourself in an American flag now. It, it, well, it, it does and it doesn't. I think I, I, I don't think it should. It sh- of so, course it shouldn't, but it and, does. and so here's and here's my point, because there's a lot of this. And, 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 and honestly, from, and from my perspective, at least, but I think it's pretty accurate is a lot of it was from you know, the sort of Republican right side people sort of bashing on all the Americans sort of failings in the Olympics. Right. And, 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 and hammering home their points about them being like, you know, kneeling or being too woke and all that bullshit. 
and I really I saw a lot of that sort of through through postings of media and all that kind of stuff. And I was really sad because you can't even at, for a moment, for a couple of weeks, separate yourselves from all this and just root for those people and, and, and win or lose or whatever medal they got or if they didn't medal at all. Uh, whereas I was, and I, and I think a lot of people were, don't care about who, you know, there's some, there was a couple of swimmers I know who were strongly like anti-vaxxers, I believe. Um, I don't remember their, their names exactly because I wasn't, I didn't focus on that. I didn't care. Like I was, I was excited. And here's the other thing though, too, is I was so excited. I was, this was, this Olympics for me was all about the women winning. You know, well, the basketball well, teams on both things, the swimmers, the trackers, the, uh, the track and field. Women's volleyball. The women's volleyball won the gold for the first time. Gymnastics team stepping up without Simone Biles. How excited like a, were you like, for Karch Karai to get a fucking gold medal? Yeah, that was cool. I remember, I, mean, I used to love beach volleyball and watching Karch Karai. I, I wanted to be too. Karch Karai for a little while. Yeah, he's great. He's I love great. Him too. And, and I, you know, it turns out he's actually probably a decent coach, actually, or whatever. Uh, yeah. I was never really sure. I was like, why is he coaching the women's volleyball? But um, I think he wanted to, actually. Um, and they're, and they're far better than the men. And I think that's the whole thing is like, I think our, our Olympic, our women Olympic athletes are on a, are on a whole different level of than compared to the men for some reason. And I don't know why, or if that's really a thing or not, but they seem to be, have a lot more success in the Olympics in the last couple of years, at least the last couple of Olympics. But I, I did, I, I was rooting for like, I, I was, I was rooting, like, I didn't care if the, the women's soccer team won, won gold because they actually were terrible. And I think their c- coach isn't a very good coach and he should probably be fired because he, he wasn't utilizing them to the best of their abilities and as that team and whatnot. Um, and they struggled and they shouldn't have given up three points to Australia and all that kind of stuff and, and barely won the, the bronze. But I was rooting for them to, to every game. I was rooting for them to win. I was, I was watching the women's volleyball the whole entire time, the USA teams, cause they were really fun to watch, really enjoyable. And they're really good. Um, so I was like rooting, I, I was actively rooting and very into every single like, you know, U.S. athletic event that I, I kind of came across. Uh, and there's some of them that are dumb as shit. Um, but it's still, I found it like I, so I was able to, I feel like I was able to just like, I don't care what your politics are or what your thoughts are or any sort of dividing issue in, in this country right now. It's like, this is what we're just like, why can't you just root for these people or your country? That's why I, these people are also, they're such bullshit and such fake assholes is that they have to just ingrain this stuff in everything across the board and they can't just let it go for like one moment. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, it's awful to see. And it's sad to see. Now, on the other hand, there was, there was sportsmanship across the board, which I love to hold this. I think that was another, that was a whole nother thing going on through the course of the Olympics. And there was a, it was a long, it wasn't a long distance runner, but it was like a 400 meter or 800 meter event. I think and the, the American guy tripped feet with another dude, uh, from another country and they both fell and they were completely out of the race and they both like got up and they like shook hands and they were like, you know, my bad, you know, and, they, and then they were like, stood there for a second and they were like, let's just finish this together. And they just jogged the rest of the way and finished the race together. And I thought that was an incredible moment of sportsmanship. And I think it's, I don't know if it's just, but then you see like the French guy who's running the marathon, yeah. you know, swipes all the bottles yeah. off the table and everyone's like, oh, he just couldn't grab one. It was like, no, no, no. He grabbed the exact last one. No problem. Yeah. No, I know. You know I haven't like, even seen have, this video, but he, I've heard about it so many times. But yeah, like that. Yeah, the video is obvious. He just swipes his hand across the whole table, knock all the water bottles because he's matched up with there's like 10 other guys around him and stuff. And like. Some guys are just assholes and dicks and don't want to be sportsmanship. And well, I mean, maybe that's, that's the, a lot of Americans. But that's a part of it that is like, it's all about an edge, right? Like, that's why 
Yeah, but that's not a fucking edge. Can I? That's not a fucking edge. Can I? I mean, it's a douchey. It's just dirty play. That's that's not called for that. Did you? Uh, well, he's he's gonna be a real hero in the next. And he wasn't gonna win anyway. That guy wasn't even gonna come close to winning. I know. Uh, the. I guess, yeah. I mean, there's there is the. I mean, I was rooting for other teams, and this, there, I mean, there was like the Norwegian guy who was like the I don't know some track and field athlete too who won stuff, and I was like, that's incredible. A Norwegian man is winning in track. That's I know. insane. I know. Um, but yeah. I was also I was rooting for like the Jamaican women like track too because they're really good. I mean, there's really people you kind of find and you notice who are really you know sort of good at their 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 sport. And I find that fun to root for those people too, to see if one, if they can beat the Americans because the Americans are usually good and they dominate usually in the medal count and all that kind of stuff. So when there's other really good athletes out there too, i I take pleasure and enjoy watching them in their sport. So my question is this. Yep. Do you think that Draymond and KD were right in making that video? Sure. They're having fun. Who cares? I don't care. You don't care. No, I don't care. I don't I, care. I just feel L- like listen. There's a whole other issue there. I I have a deeper level of concern with men's basketball as well right now, but like with the Olympics, because if they're not, if the if the best players in the NBA that are American aren't playing in the Olympics, then we're not going to keep winning. Like we struggled way too much in this in this in this Olympics to like not notice that there's an overarching problem here that that literally Durant solved by himself. Well, I found it so I found it really interesting. The last so the medal gold medal game I stayed up and watched. And what I liked about, and I know that you think that like the refereeing might be a little like suspect, but what I liked was calls against France in the last four, five minutes of the game, which you would never see in an NBA game. Like it felt awkward mm-hmm. because you, you know that those calls don't get made when the team's behind because they're trying to shore up the point differential. Yeah. But the yeah. referees were not. They're not doing this for ratings. And so yep. I was like, what am I seeing here right now? Like in the NBA, they wouldn't call that because that means Rudy Gobert like gets his fifth foul or whatever, or like, yep. and it like alters the game. Like I was visibly like shook that I was like, wait a minute. I'm so accustomed to shitty refereeing, intentionally shitty refereeing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like when I see, I'm like, why are they calling that? And it's like, oh, because it's a foul. Like. Because yeah. they call, they're calling it the same way across the board. They're not like changing it up to get the game to be closer. Yep. And you know what was crazy? France somehow got the game close anyway, just yeah. by like by hustling and playing it mm-hmm. out. So the referees mm-hmm. didn't need to get involved. It just they just let the game play out. I would much rather see an honestly officiated game than a game that gets close by like sketch ball refereeing. And that's I agree. What I've just become accustomed to in the NBA, and it was nice to see this difference. Uh, like a little bit of a, a difference in, in how things are played. Also, in Draymond's defense, he really figured out that like no goal 10 call. Like he was just swiping yeah. balls away yeah. from the fu- Like he was like, How are guys not doing that more? I, he was so fun. good at it. He was like, yeah. It looked, it, I was like, This guy really, like maybe Pop pulled him aside and was like, Listen, you know, you can fucking just knock the ball away from the rim, right? Yeah. I feel like it took them almost the whole entire tournament to figure that out. He was so good at and it. And then though. once. Yeah, because I think it was one of the first couple of games that like someone was doing it to the Americans and they were like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on here? Yeah. They're throwing their hands up. Yeah, and they're like, guys, you can hit the ball on the rim. Do yeah. it. Do and more of it. He did it all. He was great. It was so I feel like JaVale McGee would have been incredible at that. Yeah, that's true. Did JaVale not play? I don't think so. But he got a, he got a gold. He got a gold medal. That's exciting. First mob son combo in the Olympic history. Really? 
His mom was a gold medal basketball player. Oh, shit. I did not know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. There's a story. See, there's the story. See? There's the stories. Got to find the story. You uh, got to find the stories. Unfortunately, the broadcasters on the Olympics were terrible, uh, I thought. I, the ones I saw. But I watched so little of it. I can't make any definitive statement. There was there was there was some here. I'll tell you, they didn't utilize. So I don't know where. So Maria Taylor, who used to be at ESPN, she did like football and basketball, women's basketball. All she was doing everything basically. When I saw her, I liked her. But then there's this guy that looks like a fucking used car salesman. That like this white dude with like a Peyton Manning haircut that like was like way too aggressive. Like I hated when he was on. Oh, I'm talking about like a tight suit wearing guy. Like yeah, he looks. You know who he looked like? uh, He looked like that guy from CSI. And he, I, Kristen, is it blondish hair? Yeah, and Kristen and I were like, "What the fuck? This guy's like so aggressively like, like his jockish. name's like Liam, I think, or something. Whatever. That guy like was a super turnoff. Yeah. Anytime I yeah, flipped I it on and he was on, I was like off. Like I can't. Like he this does. Guy, he does football night in America sometimes. At like the, after the post game or something. He needs I think to too. Fucking pump the brakes, dude. He's he's the way, worst. He's Maria. Yeah. I don't think I think they underutilized. I don't, I never saw her. When actually, she was, so I, I when I saw her, it was just her by herself, and she and like she was great. She did good interviews. Like I mm-hmm. I, that's when I found the the broadcast calming. One thing I did not like, not to be like OTV blah blah blah, but like there was a USA highlights channel. Like why didn't they just have like a highlights channel? Mm-hmm. It had to be USA highlights, and so I was yeah, like, "Oh, well, I guess yeah. I'll watch six minutes they, of." Some, I feel like sometimes they do a good job of like showing a few other like countries, like the, the top athletes from each country or something. But I, this year, I, I I sort of missed that. I too, honestly think like, that like maybe it was better when it was just one channel and you just had to suffer through whatever the fuck was on. Like, yeah, because they also started they would they would replay like all the the games like on the other channels like later in the day too, which I thought was really annoying. Yeah, I so agree. you would see the men's basketball like on USA at like 7 a.m. And then on NBC sports or whatever it would be on at like 3 p.m. I'm like, Oh, I just watched this. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And I want to watch something else. I didn't understand why it wasn't just all Peacock. Like they, they have the capability. It's not like they're yeah. like out of bandwidth. Like I think they're putting other shit on NBC sports. Like who has NBC sports? No one wants that. <laughs> I watched the free 29 minutes they gave me and was like, fuck you. I'm not fucking subscribing to this bullshit. <laughs> They're getting rid of it anyway, the channel. So Of course. It's all yeah. should be on Peacock. Yeah. Peacock. It, it, it's all going to Peacock, I think, soon. I so. love Peacock, too. Peacock has rugby. Mm. Peacock's my oh, shit. It's mad yeah. cheap. It's like five bucks. I'm like all in on Is Peacock. It? Yeah. Mm. We get it for free up here on our TV because I think we're Comcast or whatever, which owns NBC. I don't have a I don't have a which is nice. cable. Yeah, I know. I know you don't. Um, no, I like Peacock, too. Yeah. I enjoy it. They, and they do all the Premier League games, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, also, that was the other uh, the uh, other broadcaster on NBC that I enjoyed very much was Rebecca Lowe. Yeah. She's the Premier League uh, host, studio host, usually for NBC. And she's I think she's really great. Um, <laughs> she was doing the sports. Or she and then she was doing the Olympics now, too, which is great. Is this uh, gonna- also, there's a couple. There's a LaChina Robinson, who is a former basketball player. Who does a lot of ESPN like WNBA and college basketball stuff? And then she would she had like her own little like it was like Talk in Tokyo or something show that was either streaming I think it was streaming. But she's really great. Hmm. If you come across her and stuff like obviously not for the Olympics now, but just like pay attention to her because I think she's really incredible and I think she's going to be a rising uh, broadcasting star soon too. All right, look at you go. Do you want to uh, do you want to try to like spin this into your? Your WNBA conversation, so we can lose our yes. last list there. All right. 
great. Um, I don't care because I want to talk WNBA. I know you do. And I'm excited because the season's coming back. It starts tomorrow yep. with, with the Commissioner's Cup, uh, Seattle versus Connecticut, which is like their sort of in-season tournament play-in game, which they've kind of just been randomly doing for the last couple of months. And some of the games, you probably don't even realize that they're, they're part of this little mini tournament within the season. Uh, so that starts tomorrow, the rest of the season. But I think it's really exciting and I'm even more worth watching now this season because coming off of the Olympics with what the women did and all the women that were actually playing in the Olympics that weren't for Team USA because they didn't play in the first half of the season because they were training with their country teams. Oh, shit. Yeah. So now the good players get back. So a lot of the good players are coming back now. Not a lot, maybe, but there's a handful at least of really good players who are coming back who weren't on any of these teams, which, which I think is going to really make for some, an interesting second half to the season and see where teams actually land, especially one like the Washington Mystics, who even get Elena Della Don back potentially here now. It's still not confirmed if she's going to play or not because of her injuries. But if she comes back, they also had the woman from Belgium. Um, her name is like Misamen or something like that. Um, and she was really good in the Olympics, actually, uh, and did really well for Belgium and stuff. She's coming back. So that's kind of ch- it's going to change sort of the narrative and the dynamic of a lot of teams, I think. Can, I, of- can I ask you a, a related question? Yes. Do you think that the Seattle Storm now has a slight advantage because they had three players on the Olympic team that so yeah. they got to play together? Like they basically, like Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd, they all got to like sort of run together for the yeah. last three weeks. I th- that feels like a real advantage. I, I do too. And I think, and I, you know, I know probably maybe the concern is, is being sort of maybe tired from playing all these games. Cause everyone else got a, basically got a break. These motherfuckers aren't tired. I don't think they're tired. I think they're rejuvenated. Diana Tar- so there was actually, there was three uh, Phoenix Mercury as well. Tarasi, Griner and Skylar Diggins Smith. My favorite. So that's team, another by the way. thing too, which I think is because of right now their that's championship. My squad. That's my squad is, right there. Right. And their, um, their championship odds are it's like plus 2000. They're, they're pretty far down there, which I think makes for an interesting, uh, well, that's because the sun are like undefeated. Right. right well, there's, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the sun are pretty good. Uh, John Quill Jones is probably the, the MVP of the league this year. Cause she's great putting him crazy numbers and she's really good. Um, but I also, it's also interesting, to, I think, because of how these women were playing together on these certain teams, and now they're going to have to go back to being sort of adversaries. And I think that makes it sort of a little more interesting storyline here now, too. Right? Because they fun. just won gold. They played amazing. They won their, what, it's their 55th straight Olympic game. Yeah. Like, so I don't think they've lost since like the what, 90s. Yeah. It's like, it's definitely yeah, like. Seven straight gold. Yeah. Uh, so there's like these great storylines here, I think. And then plus these women, now these women have to go back and now they have to like compete against each other. And I think I, that may, I think that makes for an interesting dynamic as well. How many, play, how many teams but make it, the playoffs? Is it, is it four story, in each I conference? Think Mercury, um, I think, I think the, uh, Las Vegas also had a couple players on their rosters playing the Olympics. So I think there is some, I think there's some, I don't want to say momentum, but I think there's some momentum there with, with some of these teams and, and having their Olympic players still like play together and stuff. The Lynx have won seven in a row. Links one seven in a row to finish the first half. They're getting a few players back as well. Uh, the, the Minnesota Lakers is going to be another interesting team, although they're still they're, they're the fourth best odds though to win the championship. So that's um, I, I, I have, think the Mystic at plus fifteen hundred and the Mercury at plus two thousand are the two best sort of long shot odds on the board. I still have a I have a futures bet on the Aces. I'm not going to fuck with that. I just oh I know the Aces. I think they're so good. They're so yeah. deep. They're just hanging in. They're just lying in the cut. 
Yeah, Seattle's good. Seattle's way better than I thought they were going to be because you know I underestimated Brianna Stewart and Bird and and. I mean, the Jewel. Aces are the be- second best team in in. Okay, so when the playoffs, how does the playoff configuration work? Is it the top eight teams? It's the top it, eight teams. Or is it, it the just top goes four? By, but it's it not just, four on either side, right? It's just no, the top. No, yet. it's just the, the the eight best, and it just it's all it's all based on record. Right, which means that like right now the Mercury and and Mystics get in, and the Wings are left in, which is probably fine. Like the playoffs could start today, and I would be excited with all these teams. I love the Liberty. I don't know much about the Chicago Sky. There's they've been struggling, so because. They're sort of they're weird, and and I could, we could get into that because of that's a Candace Parker uh, MVP um, discussion because they were without her for uh, the first eight games of the season, and they went one and seven without her. Since she's played in the twelve games she's played, they went nine and three. That makes no fucking sense. This I I just don't understand how like in looking at this, listening to you talk about this Chicago Sky. There's good players to go around. I just don't understand how there's not like 14 teams. I don't understand how like, yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't have a team. Like, there's just it's just like meant for small market. Like, I don't. They need they they need at least two more, if not four more teams, and yeah. and then you would have a really nice, I think, balanced rosters across. There's people, there's women who are not playing in this league right now because they've got cut yeah. and they're really talented. Of course, and then you're talking it's about insane. international players. There should be yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Um, do you have any other WNBA notes? Yeah, so uh, if you want to, you want so uh, DraftKings has their WNBA MVP odds back up on the board, and I want to go through this a little bit because I think you might be interested in putting a little money on this one. Uh, okay, let's hear it. I'm a, I'm opening up DraftKings right now. Sorry, if okay. It seems no, like fine. I wasn't paying attention. I'm just <laughs> trying to look up the odds here. <laughs> Daddy so Moore just to bucks. start on this, give you a little history background on the WNBA MVP award. A true guard has not won the award since Diana Taurasi won it in 2009. And even before then, it's only happened legitimately in the first two seasons of the league when Cynthia Cooper won it back-to-back years of a, like a true guard winning. Okay. Like Cheryl Swoops won it a few times, and I think even, I don't know if it's even Brianna Stewart or all the people, or Elena Deladon, or they're considered like forward slash guards. And stuff, but they're they're all like over six feet tall, and they're usually considered, I think, more of a, you know, a a a forward or a big position. Um, so that means that forwards and centers have dominated this award. Yeah. Uh, which means like John Quill Jones, who's the favorite, plus one thirty. I I I don't. It's, it's gonna be someone's gonna have to have an incredible season to like overcome what she's doing and and win this award. So I think she's the odds-on favorite, and it's an easy. It, I think it's. I think usually with it's. It's like once there's a front runner, it's really hard to sort of lose that in the in this race year after year. Your first true guard was Tarasi in two thousand and nine, or last yeah, true guard. Last the last one. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And yep. Asia's not going to win it because she won it last year. No, but she's coming on strong. She had a really great Olympics. She did. Um. She 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 she's. I think she's putting up really great point uh, numbers now too. To, as she kind of closed out the first half of the season. But does anybody Plus beat Jonfell Jones? Like does huh? anybody does anybody beat John Quell Jones? <laughs> I mean, t- the teams do as an individual play. Yeah. No, no. She might be the best player in the league right now. That's she probably true. is the best player. Although right. Asia Wilson is right there as well, I think too. And Asia Wilson is probably the face of the league, or should be the face of the league. Um, the, there's only the other two I want to talk about. Like Tina Charles is is up there, but you know if Della Don comes back, her numbers are going to drop off. Brianna Stewart. 
She's great. She, I think she's always the like the like the the voting favorite or the or the media favorite. Um, unfortunately, but well, I got there's the other two I want to talk is two, two long shots. Yeah, let's hear it. Brittany Griner is plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, do you think? Now she's never won the award. Uh, she always I think she, there's always the narrative that she's like not that good or she struggles a little bit. And I think that's false because if you look up our stats, she's putting up really great stats. The, the Mercury is struggling though, but it's because Tarasi was hurt. I think for the first half, you know, somewhat injured for the first half of the season. I think her with Skylar Diggins Smith and Tarasi playing in the, in the Olympics, like we talked about, they maybe come together a little bit. Griner dominated last game, thirty points. She had an amazing Olympics, so I think maybe her sort of her play is on the rise a little bit, and we'll see if it, like there's some momentum there for her to sort of continue on with the, with this league and i think it might be at 1600 i think it's worth a little bit to throw down on her i like it too it jumped out at me but that's just because yeah. i'm a griner fan right the other one is candace parker she's at plus 3000 which i think is disrespectful I know, like i just told you i just told you the difference she makes when her when she plays on that team plus i think they're getting a few people back from the olympics as well and or injuries but they don't. When do they vote for this? It's regular season, right? So it's Cand- just regular so the season. Sky, where yeah, I mean, Candace Parker is so, just such a great story. She's like old and like just plays her ass off. Plays her ass off. She's she makes a huge difference on this team. She won the defensive MVP last year. She's still incredible. If you watch her play, like she's doing things on the court where you're just like, how is she doing that? She's like Chris Paul of WNBA. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um. So plus three thousand. Like if so, she still plays, and and if the Sky make a run in the second half. I think you know it'd be stupid not to put a little bit of money on on plus three thousand right. I now. like the long odds. I think that you're, yeah, these all feel these. I like this, and then it just no quick, one else. No one else on that board is even probably like close to even. I mean, this board is insane. It goes so deep. It's like there. Yeah, it's, I'm deep. amazed at how many different players there are. There's got to be some value in some of this. Do you have any like WNBA championship like like could the Lynx do it at plus seven fifty? The Lynx I, could do it. Or the Sun at plus five hundred. I don't want the Storm or the Aces because I've already put laid money on them. Like I, I feel like so the Sun. You know, like we've talked about Jones, and it's basically unfortunately they have a good team. It's just not very deep, and it's basically John Quill Jones. Like so, that's where I'm worried. They, like last year, they, they that's what happened too. They like you know when, I think they lost in the first round or something. They always seem to come up a little short. I I, I like I like the team. I but I don't like the sort of the depth and the ability. I think to to make it in the finals or in the playoffs. I think there's just too many good teams there. It's to me, I would be laying money on the on the Washington Mystics right now because in in the hopes that Elena Della Don comes back and has actually full strength in place because she I does. I love that. A plus fifteen hundred. Right. That's, plus that's they get the Belgian one. woman back. Yeah. Um, there we go. That's your. That's I think that's, that's your the, play. And then the Mercury too. Plus two thousand. Yeah. Like they're the only I mean, that, that have a long shot. Odds if they, they if they so did if they the did team. anything in this if they were like runner up or conference like. If the championship, like they're, they only do WNBA winner on DraftKings. There's just no, there's no anything yeah, interesting. Else, right. So like, if it, so it's just all or nothing. Like it's just yeah. dumb. It's dumb. Because if you it's could sad. get Mercury at like to, to finish second or something like anything that they do for the, the, I mean, there's, there's more to bet on in men's summer league than the WNBA yeah. on DraftKings. Yeah. yeah. If you're betting summer league games, which I might be, you're an asshole. Like you're just like <laughs> you don't know anything, you know. Like you, you don't, don't. It's stupid. It's a stupid. I was bet. even trying to watch the games the other day, and I was just like, uh, I can't. Uh, I want. I do. I. I would love to find them. I can't. I can't. Like I don't have NBA TV or whatever. Like I just. I can't find them. I. I would like to watch 
Maxi and Isaiah Joe and B Ball Paul in Philly. I like I like like that's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Like to me, like I put a little scratch on Philly because they they've just have like a more advanced and more. Team, sort of, yeah. Their teams played yeah. like I like and right, I like right. Orlando. They're not just all rookies. And yeah, they they've pl- like played bad. meaningful minutes, all of them. So right. I felt like that was an advantage. That's why I put a little money on them. And then I just like Jalen Suggs, who's quickly becoming my favorite player in this rookie class. Oh, great! And so I'm like, I got my eye on Orlando. I really, I really like Suggs. He's, I, he, it's also kind of like a prove, like proving the world wrong vibes to him. But yeah, especially since you got over, you got uh, uh, Toronto didn't draft him. I know, which is like, why? Like, I don't know. It was a weird draft pick. Um, quickly on basketball, this is or Olympics. Doesn't wouldn't it make sense? And this is going to sound like something that I, but it kind of is perfect. Oh, wouldn't no. it make sense for Brad Stevens just to coach the Olympic team always? Oh, is that like just right up yeah, his alley? Yeah, you're right. Like he could just every year, like every He's four years, come coach. out and like, yeah, just nerd it up and do his like little bullshit Brad Stevens things. Like, Pop needs to fucking hang him up. Brad can so. Brad can coach egos except for Kyrie, but like for the most part, he can coach egos. And like it's it's the perfect it's like youth league like it's he's a church he's a church <laughs> yeah, basketball yeah, coach yeah. like it's yeah, yeah, in Olympics yeah. basketball is yeah. kind of like church basketball yeah, yeah. like shouldn't he yep. just do it he should like him and him and fucking Grant Hill can like Ugh, nerd out like they're pair. just yeah just the worst guys like the worst guys <laughs> should should do it don't you think. <laughs> Like, I don't want to, You're I don't, totally right. It makes so much sense. He's such an Olympic coach, it's, and and he won't do anything bad. Like there's no sketchy like yeah, Rick Patino right. shit with him. Like yep. the, you don't want yep. Calipari, Calipari, coaching your Olympic team. Like you're like, so, it'll just be all Kentucky guys, and something bad will go down. Like right. you'll lose a gold medal in eight years. But right. Brad is like oh, by sure. the book. Brad, like he's like Bible Brad. Like that guy, you squeaky clean team. They yep. they play like lots of passing. Like it'd be like. Yep. Gene Hackman coming in to coach him. <laughs> she could, they should just get Gene in the sidelines. That would be great. That'd Gene, be just That'd be with like a rolled up piece of paper, just like yeah. not coaching, yeah. just wandering the sidelines with a hat. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, that's great. Oh, uh, yeah. So Brad for Brad for fucking Brad for team USA. I just I, like, I can put my differences aside to recognize it's the ultimate environment. Good for you. I pre, I, I, I respect you for doing that and coming <laughs> up with that. Chris, I, you. I don't want to run out of time before I before I talk about the NFL a little bit. Can we move yep. on to there? Yes. Because I have some things I wanted to I wanted to I had like a whole section of NFL trivia that can I can wait on if we if we don't get to it. But I, I just been like p- compiling NFL trivia for you. I don't know why. I love it. Because it's just been popping up. I don't like I've just so I've just been kind of sort of keeping it in our back pocket for like a week when we don't have anything to talk about. I've got some funny NFL trivia for you. But before we get there. If we even okay. get there, I want to talk about talk to you about my latest XFL crush. Okay, come on. This Bear one I don't you. understand because there's not even an XFL right now. How could you have like a new crush? You'd think it would be impossible, right? Yeah. <laughs> now it that Donald be. Parham is like this, the is going to be go fourth in our fucking fantasy football draft. Everyone's going to be so wise on Parham. I can't wait for Parham to get drafted. Anyway, uh, my new favorite, maybe my new, new favorite NFL player entirely. Stop me if you've heard this name. Hunter Niswander. Never. Do you know who Hunter Niswander is? Nope. All right. So 
He was a he was on the DC Defenders, my favorite uh, team of the XFL of the of the coming back in twenty twenty three XFL, uh, <laughs> owned by the Rock. <laughs> just get just just it's just sitting there like a fine wine, just getting better and better with age for two thousand twenty three when it's gonna come out, and like they did you did you hear about how like the XFL tried to ruin the CFL? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been like I, the CFL is the oldest running professional sports league, like in North America. <laughs> and it was good. Like, they're like, nah, we're good. They're like, no, no, yeah. come on. They're like, eh. we should merge. Yeah, we should. We should yeah. do this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hunter Niswander. He I he I, I will be perfectly honest. I didn't recognize. I didn't know him as a DC. Def- like, I wasn't paying attention to their punter, but he <laughs> played. Wait, he's a punter. Yeah, he's a well, he's a punter kicker combo. And he Ooh. and he did all three in the Hall of Fame game against the Steelers. Now so you last, have my attention. so so Hunter was pulled, brought up last year to replace an injured player, the injured punter on the Cowboys. I believe it was Chris Jones. He was put on the injured reserve, like week eight, and uh, Nis wandered like landed like his first ten punts like on the inside the twenty yard line, and then was got the job. And now it seems like it's his to lose. But because they have like Zerloin or some fucker, like an old ass kicker, he's got to do kickoffs too. So he's now, he's, he's been, I think he's going to be their punter kickoff specialist if he doesn't lose his job, which I don't think he will in the regular season. But during the Hall of Fame game against the Steelers, he punt, did kicked off, kickoffs and did field goals mm. and was a team captain because the Hall of Fame game was in Ohio, which is where he's from. Now he went one for three on field goals, but it was a fucking preseason game. And he, he's kicking the shit out of the ball as a punter. He's like, I, I don't know the last time a player did all three. Do you? Uh, no, I feel like there's been a couple one-offs here and there. Um, but no, it's not. I don't think it. I, I don't think it. Like from like a game or two, maybe like when one of the kickers hurts himself or something, a punter has to step in and like kick a field goal. I mean, or this two. is something we've talked no, about. No, not like, as a full, not as a full time. It um, saves a roster spot if you can find the guy that can yeah. do both. Think mm-hmm. of what it's worth. It's incredible. So Hunter Niswander, look for him this year on the Dallas Cowboys. He's my current favorite player. And he, the thing I was, like is the Steelers, the Steelers signed him originally and then, and then of course, waived him. And the Steelers have a, a fun punter, too. They, they were the only team to draft a punter this year, and he laid one down during the Hall of Fame game that just sat. Like, I've never seen a punt sit like that. It was a punting, a punter's delight. Oh, I think I heard about this then. It yeah. was a punter's delight. He was, like, delight. the spin on the ball somehow. Yeah, he's doing new shit with the ball. Mm. So, yeah, I think his name's, like, Percy Harvin or something like that. Uh, and he's also like, uh, I can't Presley Harvin, Presley Harvin is the, is the Steelers punter and he's black. So go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Oh, that's the guy. Yeah. 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 That's the guy I heard about. So that was, if you wanted to go back and watch a great game for punters, hall of fame game, there you are. And Hunter Niswander, keep your eye on him. He's going to be a, I'm, I'd put some money on him for, to do something. I don't know what. (laughs) I throw some money down. Best punter? I don't know. <laughs> what do they got? What can you put? What can you bet on a punter? 
Punter of the Year award. What's the, what do you think the Punter of the Year oh, award's named you after? You know who? You know there was the remember the dude there was the uh, there was the Reggie Norwegian Roby? guy. No, a couple of years Vyasika back on the, on the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know that guy. He was supposed to be a punter kicker, and he was supposed to be really good. And then he got they traded him, and then it, and then he never worked out at either. Hmm. Um, man, what was his name? We uh, were all high. Kari Vedvik. Yeah, because he was Norwegian. Yeah, Kari Vedvik. Yeah. Turned out he wasn't very good, I guess, or something. No, or well, he, he or too, didn't he? He's a rough rider now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's on up in Saskatchewan, where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, that's a, it's a good question though. Why they don't have a combo, dude? Poor Kari Vedvik. He was on the Ravens, Vikings, Jets, Bengals, all in one year. But yep. the Bills, Panthers, Washington football team last year, and then. Uh, and he never like started on any team. It was always pra practice squad. Yep. So sorry, sorry. Yeah, he didn't work out so well. No, but the hunter, hunter Niswander, keep your eyes peeled. Okay. He's worth. All it. right, I will. He's, unfortunately, he's a cowboy. I know, but like, get over it. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's your trivia? You want to do the trivia? Let's do the trivia. Okay. Here we go. Here's the trivia. Okay. Do you there I have four questions for you. They're kind of they're they're varying varying degrees of excitement, but uh we'll start with number 1. Do you know what the oldest NFL team is? Um mm. Is it is it a current It's a current team but it's not where it started. Right. Okay. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. It's, uh, ooh, man, I feel like I, I kind of sh do, should know this. Um, and I'm trying to think of the teams that have moved. They'll catch you off guard. It's, uh, it wasn't the Cleveland Browns, was it? No, it was not the Cleveland Browns. Okay. But you're right. Like it's the a, first, it's the first rust, a rust belt. You're in the right general mm. vicinity. Can't be the Bengals. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, Pittsburgh? Not Pittsburgh. No, they have Pittsburgh? not moved. They have not moved. Okay. Oh, they haven't moved. Right. Oh, the Colts? No. No? Oh, man. Who am I missing here now then? It's weird. Cleveland? Cleveland? No. It's, you want me to tell you? Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to think of my, my Rust Belt here, but it's not working out so well for me. So tell me. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, fuck. Where did they move from? St. Louis. Oh, do you wow. remember the St. Louis Cardinals? Like that was St. like, Louis I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Wow. They're the oldest. They're the oldest franchise, which is depressing that they're in Arizona. Like it's like kind of a gross place, but yeah, they, they were a club team. I think they started as like a rugby team back in like oh. the 1800s. Mm, interesting. So huh. there's your, your O for one. It's fine. Okay. You can make it Damn up. It. I don't, I would, I don't think I would have ever gotten that. You point. can make it up. This one is a, this is the re, this isn't, this is a good one. And I looked this up the other day because I remember this answer from back in the day. And I thought for sure this record had been broken, but it hasn't. Chris, can you tell me who has the most receiving yards in an NFL game? Oh, an NFL game? Yeah. And I'll, I could give you a hint if you're feeling stumped. I would have said it's Jerry Rice. You would but be wrong. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's 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 because of the with the 
more passing lately. It's it's a more of a recent. It's not. Oh, it's not. No, this player Ugh. was a. Do you remember the like the scab season of the NFL back in the eighties? Yeah, when the players like there's there was there was a strike and there were scab players. Yep. yep. This player was a scab who Ooh. made the team and is still the record holder for most yards in a single game. Did did he have a career longer than just the scab season? No, this was post scab season. Oh, oh, I see. So he came. He he so made yeah, the he squad. He was a scab, but then he he stuck around because he was good. And he's still the record holder for most recep- most receiving yards in a game. I'll give you a hint. It isn't. Wait, hold on. Is it? It's not from the Washington Redskins, is it? It's not. It's from the. Uh, it's from the Rams. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You'll never um, get it. From the Rams. Yeah. I'm not going to get this one. His either. name was Flipper Anderson. Oh, I remember Flipper. I didn't know he was a scab. Yeah, he was a scab. How? And that's why I always kept my eye on him. I think he was a, a scab for maybe the Giants. I don't remember if he was a scab for the Rams or not. But I remember like this one of the like scab nights, he like went off. And I was like, man, like yeah, I was a kid. You know, I was like 13 or yeah. whatever. And I was like, Flipper? That's a cool fucking name. Yeah. And then, so yeah, the other day I was like, wonder, whatever, wonder who broke Flipper's record. Calvin Johnson came very close, but still holds the record. Flipper fucking Anderson. Which What's it, the number? It's like 338. Yeah. It's tough to there. get over 300, I think. Even in this day, modern football, that's what's so cool yeah. about it. Because they pat, they like they spread the round so much. Defenses like you can't. They double team like best receivers. Yeah, I think it, I think that might be a hard record to break. Actually, yeah. I was gonna think like Randy Moss probably came close. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, Jim Rice is up there. It's uh, yeah. it's definitely yeah. So pretty, pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Hmm. That's it. Oh, you're zero for cool. two though. So, uh, so good gonna, for Flipper. That's fine. Good for Flipper. Okay. These, these are tough. These are tough. So here's a record I don't think they'll ever get broken. And you'll get mm-hmm. the answer to this right away, but it's it's kind of was in order to spark a longer conversation, but we'll just leave it. Um, who has the longest coaching tenure in the NFL? Right now? Well, no. Okay, so Ever. yeah. Of all time? All time, yeah. Oh, it's a record that cannot uh, be broken. Uh, is it Tom Landry? It's George Hallis with 40. Oh. 40 years. Wow. If you okay. look at like current coaches, Bears. the most yeah. current coach is, you know, Belichick. It, it's Belichick, right? Yeah. And it's like it's 20, 20 yeah. Like yeah. there's, and then you go like down four, it's like, it's Belichick, Tomlin, and then like the next guy's like 2017. Like it's, yeah, yeah Carol. No, it would be Carol then, I think would be. Yeah. The, it's, I mean, it's really like number five is like, it's yeah, really. two years. Yeah, it's two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one's ever coaching football for 40 years. That is the, no. that is the Iron Man of. of You're not going to get NFL. too many coaches doing 10 years, I don't think, with one team. I totally agree. It's just impossible. Like yeah. even with all these young coaches, it just won't happen again. So that is a crazy record that I thought was interesting because it'll never be broken. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, exactly. unfortunately, you're zero for three. But there's a chance, there's a way for you to get back to five hundred <laughs> with my last question. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. Okay. Here I'm it is. It. I'm going over four. Give me, give me three. This give me three of the five teams that have no official mascot in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> ah man it's one of the teams we've already was already an answer to one of the other questions no oh okay i was gonna think the arizona Cardinals didn't have a mascot um man philadelphia eagles no <laughs> <laughs> one's easy I don't, 
I can't. Uh, uh, hold on. All right, hold on. Jesus. One's easy because they can't have a mascot because they don't have a name. Oh, the Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then there's two. You can, there's two from one city. That's your other hint. The, the New York team. Both New York teams do not have mascots. Okay. Although right. the New York Giants did have a mascot at one point, I looked it up back in the olden days. They had a mascot. He was just a kid who was he was a famous because he was a baby born with teeth. <laughs> he was the Washington <laughs> football. That's how weird the olden days were. And he just held the flag. They were like, "We're so proud of our youth." This kid that apparently was born with full teeth. Weird. Is that weird? That's the other weird. two are Green Bay. And yeah, the, I was gonna say and, Green Bay and the Las Vegas. You can't Raiders. cheese. It's cheese. Packers. Yeah. The cheese heads. Yeah. Yeah. And what and, was the last one? The Las Vegas uh, oh, the Raiders. Raiders. And the longest running mascot of all time is Handsome Dan from, the, from uh, Yale University. So a bulldog is the oldest mascot there is. Oh, okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Bulldog's been yeah. around the longest. Sure. Yeah. And Chris, that wraps up trivia and our show for this week. Oh, thank God. I know. We're through it. See you next week, assholes. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.